Do you guys know what May 12th is? Sunday, May 12th? Mama's Day. That would be correct. It's Mother's Day. So let me ask you, do you basically get your mom the same gift every year for Mother's Day? Maybe some flowers, some chocolates, Mm -hmm. maybe a robe or a framed photo. Boring stuff, right? Right. Well, let me tell you about something that's totally cool and different for Mother's Day that will never wilt, spoil, or put an extra 10 pounds around her waist. I'm talking about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty unique. Cool, right? Right. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. Your mom can either type a response to the email or she can record her voice if she prefers to do that or she can do both. And mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book as well as an audio book. And if you want, and she's up to the task technically, you know, the audio book is a, is a great extra thing to be able to do. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your future generations can treasure. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is kind of your chance to give her a way to share them. Every family is a little bit different. And in my family, we love to give each other a really hard time. So I've taken the approach in doing this of asking my mom to comment on some of those family moments that might be a bit embarrassing to other family members. Last week, my question was, mom, did you feel guilty that day you hit me over the head with your wooden clog and dad had to take me to the hospital for eight stitches? (laughs) Mom's response, back in the day, I was the disciplinarian of the house. And when you were eight years old, you refused to get out of Nancy's, that's my sister's, plastic kiddie pool. I told you 10 times to get out of the damn pool. You didn't listen. So I chased you around the yard. And when you slipped, I nailed you right on the head. That was the last time you got in that kiddie pool. Of course, dad had to lie to the ER and tell him that uh, that you fell on your head, but I nailed you good. The entire process with my life in a book is simple. And in the end, mom will have a great keepsake that can remain in your family for generations. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC for 10% off today. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Thursday, June 8th, and I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Happy Thursday. Thursday. I like Thursday. Happy Thursday. Thursday. Got my family back. Yeah. Yeah. Are they all tan and rested? Uh, Yeah, my son's going to need... Liver transplant. Yeah, he's gonna need some <laughs> rehab. That was uh, that was rough, but he uh, he survived. And my uh, my wife came back uh, with a cut on her face. Really? Yeah. Uh, she was, I guess, on a lounge chair, uh, and it had one of those, uh, you know, like sun uh, shade awnings that you can pull down over it. Well, 
I guess hers wasn't properly fastened on the top, so she pulled down hard and it broke away and came and and scratched her face. So wow. all of the pictures from this trip between my wife and my son oh. are lovely because they've got my maybe I'll get in real trouble and post this, but they've got my uh, my son all smiling and happy, and they've got my wife with her yeah, bloody the wise got to have that face. picture right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's not that bad, but the uh, she oh, she, got, uh, she, got, she got she got she got They're gonna think Ago <laughs> put the smack gonna, down on think I, uh, Ago. That's right. And, yeah. Well, that you know, but that's, that's that okay. didn't happen, y'all, because Ago know the anaconda and I beat his ass. Even if touched Miss Miss Beautiful. Ago. That's right. That's right. Oh, there's a swan mm-hmm. from the last uh, yesterday's Faye, store. Beloved Faye. I'm wondering what it tastes like. All right, we're getting into the days. She doesn't have a head crime. anymore. Crime. Look like that. Look like that, except no head. Yeah. Yeah. Crime time. It's crime time. We're going to bring you some local stuff first. And a victim has fleed to Waffle House after being oh, shot Lord. during a fight with a co-worker at a nearby fast food restaurant yeah. in Baton Rouge. The Baton Rouge police are investigating a shooting after a victim ran to Waffle House for help. Officials say they responded around 10.30 p.m. to the Waffle House located on O'Neill Lane, which is a major thoroughfare in Baton Rouge, where there were reports of someone being shot. Now, get this. According to BRPD, the victim ran to Waffle House after being shot at Pie Pies. Really? Yeah. So the shooting started as a fight between two employees at the Pie Pies restaurant. (laughs) The accused shooter left before responding officers got there. One victim was transported to the hospital, but he's stable, according to emergency responders. So well, two Pie Pies employees can't get along. What, what were they fighting you, over? Usually I it's mean, a shooting in the Waffle House that spills over to other places yeah. at 2 o'clock in the morning, but Popeyes didn't open it. Too, well, I was going to so. say, you get that Maybe video from inside the Waffle House, and while the shooting's going on, you see the guy in the back working the waffles. At not even doesn't stop for a second. Well, it's not really in the back. Evidently, you've never been to a Waffle House because <laughs> it's in the front. I call it I'm at 2.30 in the morning. I'm drunk the few times I've been in there. The grills of steel is what I call them. I say, the smoking Joe Nasty on the grills of steel. <laughs> whooping up my smothered, wait, 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 covered, wait, wait. diced and chump, but it's right there in front of me. Kind of like a hibachi restaurant. Uh, wait, so they cook your waffle at your table? No, they do it right there. There's, I mean, the Waffle Houses are small. But it's right there in front of it where everybody can see them. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah but but still. It's, so it's, you just said you've never been to Waffle I, I have not right. ever been. They cook it right there at your table. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to IHOP. Yeah, well, Similar. IHOP is like the Cadillac. Yeah, that's house. like <laughs> the difference between the Target. Well, Target's a bad example yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> that's the difference between a Rolls and Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like the the press is calling uh, Casey DeSantis Walmart Melania now. Who's Casey DeSantis? Uh, that would be Ron DeSantis. <laughs> all right. I, I okay. Boom. Boom all that shit because it was horrible. <laughs> Let's go. Let's You're listening roll. to this on the hey, bloopers reel because it didn't make the real show. Uh, I'm going to take you to Maryland. 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 been there? Of course. Yeah. I had Many to go times. there a lot. Of Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. It's kind of a cool place. What's the state motto for Maryland? I, Does anybody know? I, I know they're um, they're it's ptarmigans. The is it ptarmigans? What's the, terrapins? Terrapins is, is, it's is a the turtle. mascot for the. Uh, Which I'm makes just curious if y'all. 
It's Maryland, My Maryland is the big song they sing at the Preakness. Is that what you... Uh, no, I was just curious. Mike, Mike like, never been in a Waffle House, but he's been to the Preakness. That's uh, <laughs> Pimlico. You've been to the Kentucky <laughs> Derby? I've been to the Kentucky Derby. There you Derby. go. Yeah, that's on my bucket list. So you're ahead of me, Mike. All right. I like Keeneland better, though. Keeneland better than Churchill Downs. Keeneland's uh, the one in Lexington. That's, uh, that's a great You need to go camp. to... Uh, Burgoo. They serve you the Kentucky right, Burgoo. Right, let me take you to Maryland. We're police in Maryland and accusing a mother of killing a grandmother and then trying to hide the remains with the help of our own 19-year-old daughter. Candace Craig and Celia Hardy are facing charges following the death of the 71-year-old Margaret Craig inside a home in late May. Police say on June 2nd, officers responded to home for a welfare check after a 911 caller advised he had not communicated with Margaret Craig for several days and was worried for her welfare. Candace Craig answered the door and allowed patrol officers to access the home to search for Margaret Craig. When the officers entered the basement, they immediately smelled the dead body. The preliminary investigation suggests that Craig murdered her mother on May 20. Third of 2023. Uh, the following day, Hardy helped her mother attempt to dispose of the remains. The motive for the killing is unclear and remains under investigation. Uh, of course, they face charges of first and second degree murder, and Hardy is charged with accessory after the fact. Um, you know, the killing comes months after a grandmother in North Carolina was charged with murder after allegedly beating her eight year old granddaughter to death. In that case, deputies with the Nash County Sheriff's Office were called to a hospital in February after juvenile was taken into an emergency room with severe injuries and pronounced dead upon arrival. Investigators in that case determined the girl was beaten so severely by her grandmother that she died from her injuries. She and several other siblings lived with the grandmother, who was their legal guardian. The grandmother in that case was identified as 17-year-old Patrice Ann Ricks, and she made no statement after being transported to the sheriff's office. She was charged also with first-degree murder and felony abuse with serious injury. What's up with that, y'all? That's horrible. Grandma? Grandma. We're, like, killing, we're killing grandmas now. No, grandmas are killed. We have one, one, grand, one grandma got killed, or as you would say, Ego says, killed them good, but the other one was a grandmother that killed so, so it evens out in the end? I, I don't know. They, they, they be dead. And sad. Yeah. Well, we're going to take the unconventional path across the Rio Grande, and we're going to go from the United States into Mexico right now. Okay, so but again, our international correspondent. Okay. We're 45 bags. 45 bags of human remains Boy, were found. There we go. They were found in a ravine outside of the western city of Guadalajara. Guadalajara. The officials that found them were searching for seven young call center workers who had gone missing um, the week prior. The remains included uh, both men and women. Uh, uh, They're unable to tell as of yet just how many separate bodies they have. The search is is expected to continue for uh, several days. It's uh, apparently pretty difficult because the uh, of the terrain and uh, 
uh, and uh, and poor lighting in the area for some reason because it's a you know, deep ravine. The uh, the state's prosecutor's office for the western state of Jalisco said in a statement that following a tip off in that search for seven people from the uh, the call center, they began searching at this ravine where they found the bags with the body parts. The first bag was found on Tuesday, but because of the difficult terrain, the investigation had to stop and they, re, uh, they boom, Jim, they resumed it on Wednesday and will continue until all remains are located. Officials said they would continue working to determine the number of actual dead bodies, who they were and their causes of death, as well as whether the call center workers were all part of this. Although it has not yet been established how the bodies ended up in the ravine, crimes of disappearance are incredibly common in Mexico, as you guys know. But this stat blew me away. More than 100,000 people are currently missing yeah. within the country of Mexico. Hey, do you know what they call that ravine in Montana? The train station. <laughs> Yeah, you, you obviously never watched Yellowstone. Oh, that, that okay, okay. I thought I wasn't sure that's where you were going. Yeah, um, there's not a hundred thousand people down there. The, you don't uh, know. No, the you Duttons. Know. The Duttons have an off that many. That many been people. Been there a long but, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generations. But um, the so the hundred thousand. Uh, the government suggests many of those people are victims of organized crime, and so uh, in fact the. Uh, the call center story is tied to organized crime. And so the, mm. uh, the uh, seven people that were employed at this call center were actually employed there uh, as part of a cover. Um, it's actually, uh, it existed as a network for a telephone uh, fraud operation, which targeted rich Americans. The, the whole idea was uh, a timeshare fraud scheme uh, for people to buy uh, Puerto Vallarta area timeshares. And uh, like I said, they targeted elderly people in the United States. There's apparently a uh, cartel CJNG, the Jalesco New Generation Cartel, that operated that call center. Uh, and that uh, they, Cisco. the government, Hal Cisco? Yeah, you said it wrong twice. Well, it can't be Hal Cisco. Because there's no C or high Cisco. High Cisco? Chicken or is that the same? Some Tell of the best on. Mexican food comes from there. Okay. Uh, well, and apparently a well-organized cartel that uh, that had this fraud scheme going. So the uh, the disappearances have brought to the forefront a problem that is gripping Jalisco. The state with it with the highest number of disappearances and missing persons in all of. Uh, Mexico. You got that right. It's pronounced Mexico. <laughs> I've reached an all-time low point. Woody is, Woody is correcting my grammar throughout my stories now. It's tragic. Good story. You say 75 bags of bodies? 45. 45. That's still a lot. 100,000 people. I wonder if they use hefty trash bags. Don't know. They would call those hefty, wouldn't they? And I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Get you on that. This is going to be an editing nightmare. All right. So uh, I got some bad news out there for all you Sir Freak a Lot Fresh fans. Sir Freak a Lot mm. Fresh fans. Any of y'all out there, 
He's from Houston. Not to be confused with Sir Mixcloud. Sir Freak-A-Lot Fresh. So a 35-year-old Houston man who held a woman captive in a house while beating and torturing her until she gave him money and signed over the title to her Mercedes-Benz has been sentenced to 40 years in prison. That's right. Andrew Castillo, 35, was convicted by a Harris County jury and sentenced to 40 years in prison after six days of trial for brutally beating and burning a 42-year-old woman he had been in a relationship with before the attack. You're a wolf in sheep's clothing, the victim told Castillo during her impact statement in court. I saw the devil in you on the day of the robbery. Mm -hmm. The woman and Castillo had been in a dating relationship but stopped seeing each other uh, after Castillo was arrested on several other charges, including human trafficking and aggravated sexual assault of a child. So this guy was a piece of shit. Uh, Castillo is a musician with an Instagram following of 106,000 followers under the name Sir Freak-A-Lot Fresh. The victim had a cell phone that Castillo used, and she turned it over to law enforcement and then helped build the case against this guy. Castillo was arrested for those crimes and then freed on bond, lured the victim into a vacant house of a friend. Once she was there, he ordered another woman to repeatedly physically attack the woman over the course of 13 hours. Castillo threatened the victim with a handgun to force her to transfer money to him. He later used that money to go shopping for new shoes. (laughs) While she was trapped at the house, the victim was severely beaten and tortured, including being burned with a torch lighter until she signed over the title to her Mercedes Benz sedan. Castillo must serve at least half his sentence before he'll be eligible for parole. Yes, indeed. Man, that guy's a freaking class A piece of shit. Golly. I think that Instagram following is going to shrink a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he might be. Well, he might have a cell phone. Well, sir, sir, freak a lot fresh. Good riddance. Right. Good riddance. And the story's got, next story has a lot of freak a lot in it, but a Florida police officer and her pregnant romantic rival were charged with battery for beating up a man they were both dating. Oh. Miami Dade police officer Anna Alicia Perez, 34, and Mila Zulaga, 35, who is seven months pregnant, found out they were both in a relationship with the same dude. The furious pair showed up at the Miller's Ale House, and I've actually been to one of those, and um, to confront their two-time in boat in the crowded sports bar. The defendant and co-defendant were involved in a verbal dispute with the victim regarding infidelity. Mm. The altercation quickly escalated into a public smackdown. They struck <laughs> the victim on the face and upper body with their hands multiple times, and the victim sustained redness to the face and a small bruise to the lower lip. The women were arrested on one count each of battery and were processed and transported to the local correctional center. Zulaga lives with the victim and is pregnant with his child, while Perez thought she was in a monogamous relationship with a man whose name was not released. <laughs> it was not immediately clear how the women learned of each other. Perez is suspended with pay pending the outcome of the investigation. So there you go. 
right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to get clearance on he that. Got, so they out. teamed up and they yeah, just he got his ass. Beating. And the only reason yeah. they didn't release his name, he wanted his uh, yeah. associate. He got his ass whipped in the sports bar by two two females. Then one of them being a police officer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one of them was pregnant. Sure. Yeah, that's right. One was pregnant. One's a police officer. And uh, he might have got what's coming to him. I know some ladies out there that are probably like, yeah. "You got girls, right?" Yeah, get him. He might have made that baby in that. Yeah, one two. Well, that's one kind of love. Oh, give us an look. I've got a very, very different kind of love. Lay it on us. We're going to Lubbock, Texas. Yes. Where a man was indicted. Actually, this happened late last year on 11 counts of possessing child pornography. Uh, Court records indicated the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children sent a cyber tip to the Lubbock police regarding a sexual image of a minor posted by this guy. His name is Cody Glenn Sandal. And that led to an investigation into Sandal. Police originally interrogated him on November 15th of 2022. And he was subsequently arrested on those pornography charges on the 17th of November, 2022. After his arrest, Sandal consented for police to look at his phone. Police were shocked to find 10 videos and 72 images that, quote, depicted bestiality or sexual acts between a human (sighs) and an animal. The officer wrote, I located the following images that appeared to be Cody committing sex acts on himself with his dog. Nice. Those images were then described in detail, which fortunately or unfortunately, real life, real crime daily investigators have decided are inappropriate to include here or for us to post. But uh, court records indicate that Sandal advised that the dog enjoys the sex. Oh my God. And she lays next to him afterward. He advised that the relationship is consensual, that he's never forced the dog to commit any of these acts, that the affair has been going on for over two years, and that the two regularly had sex two or three times a day. Oh, my God. All told, Sandal admitted to police that he'd been with the dog approximately a thousand times between November of 2019 and November of 2022. An interesting twist to this story comes when Sandal informed officers that he, quote, identifies as a furry, and often views images of any of three popular bestiality websites. When the bestiality charges were added to Sandal's arrest, a supervisor with Lubbock Animal Control Services made the decision that a family member could keep his dog so long as Sandal had no contact with the animal. So basically they've got a canine restraining order on this guy against uh, the dog he was romantically involved with. The supervisor indicated if Sandal were released from jail, other arrangements would need to be made to ensure the safety of the dog. He was uh, uh, just indicted by a grand jury and is now awaiting a trial date. He has still not entered a plea although he did confess to the bestiality. In Texas, 
Bestiality charges are felonies, which if there is a conviction, carry a maximum of two years each. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's... That's the same on the child porn. In the beginning, he said he had child porn to his two years uh, where he was tested at and two years from where it was sent from. Yeah, so they go on to say that uh, that possession of child pornography in Texas, if there's a conviction, carries a penalty between two and 20 years in, yeah, yeah. in prison. Um, I couldn't believe this, but there are two states in the United States in which bestiality is not we talked about a crime. One, we talked about one of them last week. I can't remember what it was. Uh, one of them is New Mexico, mm. and the other is West Virginia. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Uh, I believe there's, it's there's West uh, by God Virginia. If you're from, Virginia, <laughs> I believe there's uh, current legislation in New Mexico aimed at changing that. Yeah. I don't know of uh, anything going on. You forgot in to tell your wife to cover her ears. West Virginia. I should have that told her to cover her ears. But disturbing. this this guy legitimately believed well, that they were in love or. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yep. Uh, Worked a few bestiality cases in my day. Canine cuddling. That's just Sick. disturbing. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? <laughs> I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah. Well. Have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. 
Yeah, that's a thousand pretty times. disgusting. Yeah. Thanks for bringing us that story, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, officials are looking to identify and locate two male suspects accused of lighting a fire inside of a Walmart store in Covington, Louisiana. Oh, According to the state fire marshal, the fire was set around 8.15 p.m. on Sunday, June 4th. The fire reportedly burned an aisle of products in the automotive section. Witnesses say the sprinkler system was set off, drenching the products throughout the store. Investigators released a photo of the two suspects believed to be responsible, and you can guarantee I'm putting this photo on on the Facebook. They say the suspects left the parking lot in a dark-colored small SUV, headed north on Highway 190, which is Florida Boulevard in this area. Mm-hmm. Around 200 customers were inside. Everybody was evacuated. No injuries were reported. But, folks, when you see this picture, yeah. this is – I recommend Mike check every fraternity in the New Orleans right. area and see if right. he recognizes – I mean, these are not guys that you would look at and say they just set Walmart on fire. Right. They well, look like God. two guys We're from Sigma Chi fraternity. <laughs> I wonder, was it like part of a, a initiation? S- dunt, I'm a telling you, it, hunt or it, something like that. I don't know, but look, you, the one place, they look like two Opie Taylors, y'all. If you're the <laughs> one place you don't it's hilarious. want to do something like that is Walmart. Walmart yeah. has more cameras than any place on the face of Earth. And I mean, it, yeah. these are good pictures. Right, uh, right. Somebody, know, there's got to be a, a million people that know who these kids are. I mean, the oh, picture mean is so not, clear. They haven't, they, they haven't been caught. They're still. Uh, they, they, they're, they're trying not. to identify them. Still, they've got yeah. an entire high school. Uh, After this of a episode, they might get caught yeah, though. Yeah, definitely. Up, oh, hang on, y'all. A huge update in this case: the Covington Fire Marshal's office has arrested the two teens who were accused of setting the fire. The 17-year-old and 15-year-old boys, both from Covington, Louisiana, were arrested by the St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's Office. Both teens faced one count of aggravated arson, conspiracy to commit aggravated arson, and manufacture and possession of a delayed action incendiary device. Fire Marshal Chief Dan Willis said, We are grateful to the North Shore community that stood up for itself today and made a stance against arson. While it's very unfortunate these two young people have been arrested, I am hopeful this situation encourages all adults to remind children and teens that fire is not a toy. Fire is very dangerous and can change lives in an instant. So the store was operating with about 200 customers inside. A teenager had a lighter in the automotive section, which they believed caused the fire. After reviewing the surveillance footage, investigators believed the fire was intentionally set. So there you go. They're no longer on the loose and Covington, Louisiana can sleep a little better tonight. So, so that was one little uh, story we're bringing you today. And another is real quick, Robert Hansen, the FBI agent exposed as a spy for Moscow has died at 79 years old. Uh, He was sentenced to life in prison for spying on uh, for the Russians. Uh, 
for years, y'all, yeah. 20 years or so, he spied. That was during the height of the Cold War, people. Most of y'all don't even remember that. And there was a, from what I, from what I've studied on this guy, he gave more secrets away than anybody yeah, in history yeah. and did more harm to this country than anybody in history. He also passed all his polygraphs. And yeah, he was a, a major player in those days, but he got, eventually got caught. He ended up at the Supermax in Florence, Colorado, which is the same place they house El Chapo. Right, right. Uh, your worst, your worst go there, the Unabomber. Yep. All of those were housed there. Well, he has died at 79, and I'm not lighting a match for him. You nope. know what I'm saying? Nope. Nope. Uh, and it's all on him. Yeah, so Whatever. just a, just a little breaking news that came to did us. Did they do a is there a movie on that? Or yeah, yeah, they do. They have a movie on it, and uh, on Bloody Angola, I did a bonus episode uh, on on the Supermax prison in general and discussed uh, Robert Hansen in detail for real. Now, y'all, I'll take you to more serving story. Uh, two young boys and a teenager are dead after being shot in what authorities are calling a targeted incident outside of Lebanon, Pennsylvania, home last Tuesday night. Police identified the victims as Jesus Perez Salome and Sebastian Perez Salome. Um, they were eight, nine years old. And Joshua Lugo Perez, 19, according to the news release. Louis Cancel, 33, was also injured in the shooting. Police said the three deceased victims lived at the home while their neighbor, Cancel, was struck by a stray bullet. Lugo Perez was not related to the boys. Citing Lebanon County District Attorney, the New York Times reports Jesus and Sebastian were playing outside with their kitten when they were killed. Lebanon Police Chief Brett Fisher said he believes Lugo Perez was the intended target. Authorities have arrested Alex Torres Santos and a 16-year-old male suspect on three counts of criminal homicide in connection with the triple murder, as well as a variety of other charges. And a third unidentified suspect remains at large. As a mom, I cannot overstate how heartbroken I am for the families, Lebanon Mayor Sherry Capello said during a press conference Wednesday. And the investigation continues. And so the intended target was their next door neighbor? Yeah, and they're they're outside playing with their kid and get killed. Eight and nine, Eight and nine years, old. years old. Wow. I don't know. Well, we almost went a full episode without a prison escape. Oh. But we have one. And Ago is the prison escape. Yes, my uh, my specialty. <laughs> seven inmates, seven, seven escape from a prison in Missouri, hmm. six have been captured. One is still on the loose. There you go. The smart one. Uh, apparently. This all happened uh, Thursday night. Officials with the Barry County Sheriff's Office said they were still searching for prisoner Mario Chetul, 34, after he and several others escaped the Barry County Jail, which is in Cassville. The seven inmates made their escape at about 11.15 p.m. They, uh, they were able to somehow get, uh, get two correction officers into chokeholds mm. and, uh, uh, and rendered them unconscious and uh, handcuffed them to, a, uh, uh, to some kind of fixture so they, they couldn't move, which 
that could easily kill them. So I guess there's right. there's that, right? Um, Barry County Sheriff Danny Boyd said the officers were shackled on the uh, to the floor of a cell, and the uh, the prisoners then escaped. After 15 minutes, though, deputies said they were able to capture uh, three of the inmates, none of whom have been identified. Then later on, three others were captured. Uh, those three have been identified. Uh, they were captured on Friday morning, but Che Tool still uh, remains missing. He was reportedly uh, booked last December on molestation and incest mm. charges. Uh, the sheriff's office said that uh, he should be considered armed and dangerous. And this is a few days ago, and I check uh, uh, every day, and uh, this guy is, as of this moment, still out there. So, um, mm. But lots of people escaping from jails and prisons right. out there, folks. Crazy. And somebody catches them with a bullet. Child <laughs> <laughs> molester. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well you know, surprise! He, well, he lived through however long in prison he's been before he escaped. Yeah, right. Uh, look, Pennsylvania. We've been talking a lot about Pennsylvania like lately, right? man. What's going on, Pennsylvania? There's uh, a lot. Mike's Isn't that where the Quakers are? No, Mike's second home is in uh, Philadelphia. Is it? And he, he graduated from Penn State. Not. <laughs> and he takes his family to get a Hershey. Hershey Factory, yeah, Hershey Park, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey's a big theme park too. Yeah. It's uh -huh. actually Hershey's a good spot, yeah. but uh, Philadelphia's not. <laughs> we love our. We're Philadelphia doing a live fans. show. By the way, shout out Philly fans. What's up, Philly fans? All, all, all coming six to see of you, Donovan McNabb. All six of you. The Giants are going to kick your ass <laughs> this year. A Pennsylvania woman is probably in the Super Bowl <laughs> again. Know. Sorry, that's all right. A Pennsylvania woman has been accused of killing her estranged husband at at a park where they plan to discuss their relationship. So the first rule here that y'all may want to take note of is if uh, your wife calls you and says, I want to discuss our relationship, meet me at the park, you may not want to do that. Yeah, that was a conclusive discussion, wasn't it? Yeah. So this uh, Pennsylvania woman was arrested after uh allegedly killing her strange husband during an argument at a crowded waterfront park in broad daylight. Samer Khan, 40, was arrested Tuesday in, on charges of criminal homicide, possession of an instrument of crime, and recklessly endangering another person for fatally shooting 38-year-old Fazil Iqbal. Just before 11 a.m., Khan and Iqbal were... I'm sorry. Lick That's balls. a fucking name right there. Iqbal. Iqbal's. Khan uh, and Iqbal. <laughs> I can't even say it without saying it like that. Yeah, don't boom this. Khan and Iqbal were talking near the coastline at the Bristol Borough Wharf, where they planned to discuss a relationship with Con when Khan began screaming loudly in another language. Shortly after, witnesses told police a pop sound was heard. Nick Ball stood up and began to wrestle with Khan. More gunshots were reportedly heard during the fight. The pair then began to walk from the coastline to the parking lot, where Iqbal told at least one witness to call 911. Khan then allegedly shot Iqbal two times. He collapsed in a grassy field between the water and the parking lot. As Iqbal... Lay on the ground defenseless. Calm walked over to him and shot him twice more in the torso right. and then once in the head. There you go. Mm. 
Officers responded to the scene around 11 a.m. reportedly found Calm with blood on her clothes. Noting the park was occupied by multiple people at the time of the shooting, Iqbal was found lying in a grassy area with visible gunshot wounds, uh, and he was pronounced dead at the scene by EMS workers. Police said they are reco- they have recovered a bloody 9mm firearm near the scene. Mm. So, look, shot him countless amounts Most of times there. That tells you right there, crime of passion, right? right overkill. Right. Uh, definitely overkill and finishing them off with three on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that she was looking to resolve things that, no. that day. I Seriously. Think. No. Seriously doubt it. And you want to talk, that was a if I can't have you, no one can type of situation. About overkill segueing into my next story and one of the crimes that one of the murders I worked, uh, and it, it's on the original real life real crime. It's actually called Overkill. And yeah. uh, so the girl said, Great, great podcast, by where, the way. She, episode. She stabbed her significant other 37 times. And when she confessed, she said he, he was fucking with my cat or he, was mean to my cat. This one, check this out. This one has it beat. Now I had another one on Monster Series. There was fifty-two blows to the victim, the eighty-two-year-old victim's head. That's a record. For and there was five to her body. Yeah, four. They four. They ended up shooting her in the head with a twenty-two. And there was fifty-two episodes of the Monster Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Ask them about the squash and everything else because that would that that story. Should have been more episodes than that. Check this one out. <laughs> so in Long Island, a judge sentenced a 35-year-old man to up to life in prison after he pleaded guilty earlier this month to killing his ex-girlfriend. Carson Parker must serve a minimum of 25 years in prison for fatally stabbing Megan Kiefer in 2021. He pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. On October 23rd, 2021, Kiefer made plans to go shopping with a friend drove Kiefer to Parker's home so she could pick up her credit card. Kiefer went inside the home while the friend and her one-year-old twins remained in the car. Kiefer walked out of the house, and the friend saw Kiefer and Parker engaging in a verbal argument on the porch. Mm. Kiefer walked back to the car, but as she opened the door, Parker pulled Kiefer away from the car and began stabbing her with a knife. The friend saw Kiefer on the ground covered in blood and tried to help her, but Parker reportedly started running after her. As the friend got back in the car, Parker got into his vehicle and crashed it into her car before driving off. Police arrived at the scene that Kiefer was taken to Stony Brook University Hospital where she went into cardiac arrest and died within minutes of arriving. You know why, y'all? Why? She has sustained 54 Stab wounds. Dude, that's My a pincushion right? right there. 54 Jesus, stab wounds horrible. to the head, torso, face, and neck, as well as defensive <sighs> wounds on her hands. Um, police had learned on they learned on October 24, 2021, that Parker planned to take a bus from New York City to North Carolina. Detectives eventually found him on a bus traveling to that destination and detained him. He reportedly had a bandage on his hand due to a massive laceration in his palm. Um, they had found his card and had all kinds of evidence in it, including a dash cam camera, which recorded the incident. Wow. He screwed. Yeah. 54 times. Horrible. 
And and that was a New York story. It's Long Island, yeah. Long Island. Uh, Eastern Long Island. Mike, Mike's Bro- mad at you now. Why are you doing right, his story? Right? Yeah, that's a good story, Mike. <laughs> it's, it's all you. I, what the heck? What's the motive there? Mm, jealousy. I don't know. Greed. You don't want to go shopping, I guess. God. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's horrible. Let's go back to Texas again. And actually, we're going to go back in time and... Uh, Texas, we got a thing. I got another Texas story coming. We got some stories out of Texas too, man. Yeah. Lots and lots of Texas. It's a big place. It is. <laughs> lot of this one involves, Texas. of course, because it's Mike's story, a child sex scandal that rocked Texas in 2005. But was it all a lie? Ooh. We almost need to do a da 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 da. Well, we're. We're um, we're talking about a three-part docu-series that's called How to Create a Sex Scandal. And that docu-series examines the shocking allegations um, of this purported child sex ring in the town of Mineola, Texas. Never heard of Mineola, so I'm not exactly sure where Mineola is. But a recently released three-part docu-series delves into the disturbing allegations of a pedophile sex ring within a tranquil Texas town and the lives that were shattered by these claims, despite the subsequent revelation of shaky evidence supporting them. The series examines allegations made by local children who claimed they were forced to dance naked, take silly pills and perform sex acts for money at a trailer home that was converted into a swingers club in Mineola, Texas in 2005. The bombshell claims came to light when three foster children of Margie and John Cantrell told police they were groomed by their biological family members at a place they said was called, quote, kindergarten. Despite what the defense said was an extreme lack of evidence, the high-profile cases of Sheila and Jimmy Soans, Jamie Pittman, Chantel Mayo, Patrick Kelly, and Dennis Pittman were tried in a Smith County court. The six people alleged to have been involved in a child sex ring were all found guilty of crimes they denied committing. They were sent to prison. But the story takes a turn when a surprising witness takes the stand, unraveling a web of lies and accusations surfaced that the Cantrells pitted their foster children against their biological parents for monetary gain. The truth of the matter is none of this happened. It never happened. Gabby Soans, the daughter of Sheila and Jimmy Soans, says in the series, the synopsis of the series is as arrests are made, life sentences are handed down and lives are ruined. It soon becomes apparent that there is a lot more to the story than meets the eye. The long term repercussions of the scandal are revealed with more twists and turns than a Hollywood thriller. How to Create a Sex Scandal is a startling and scarcely believable telling of a crime story that is really stranger than fiction. How to Create a Sex Scandal is a three-part docuseries. It's out on Max right now. I bring this story up because it runs a parallel course to my story with the benefit of hindsight, which is uh, how we expose the truth about the Penn State scandal, which is a very uh, similar thing where the media uh, created a panic and uh, uh, and people were uh, – uh, were put away without any question. Question: mm-hmm. Do they let these people out of prison in Texas? You'll have to watch the docu series. This is simply yesterday. Do they let them out? You'll have to watch the docu series. Do they let the 
people out of prison in Pennsylvania. We're still working on it. I know. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, and they can come up, but not saying they came up or they're not being truthful, but in the eyes of the law, they've been convicted by a jury of their peers, so they're still guilty until proven innocent. Well, that's not true in Pennsylvania where – uh, it's true that they, where Jerry Sandusky has been proven innocent no, no, no. over and but over and over no, and over you missed miss what I said there. No, I got it. He's got still it. in jail. Yeah, he is. Right, and so until they reverse it, and, and I get it, but, and, and, but there are a lot of innocent people in jail, and I'm sure, yeah. Well, I'm just happy to see a docuseries being made that challenges the conventional wisdom on that case. I don't know much about that case, yeah. except it's... Uh, a parallel to yeah. uh, to our and, story, and I'm gonna go watch it too. And and um, and I mean, props out to the people that are standing up and, and trying to do things right. But I'm not, not your story; it's certainly not the Penn State story. But I question anything that's on television. That's why I don't do it because that they well let make me, shit up. No, but let me yeah. tell you something: a story like this is almost impossible to sell to a company like HBO or somebody else, because it's it's a third rail topic. Uh, it's why we've never been able, I've been attempting for a decade to sell. What do you mean the third States. rail topic? The networks don't want to tell a story about the media getting something wrong, the media creating panic, uh, uh, child abuse that isn't real. All of those are topics that uh, that are really, really hard okay. to sell to. So like uh, getting a doctor to, testifying. I thought you meant doctor. like sensitive subject, like because it has to do with kids and molestation. And some people don't like to hear about that. Um, they prefer not to listen to that. Well, stuff. the news, uh, the news loves to do anything that delivers ratings. <laughs> so the, so sometimes those store, those stories, unfortunately are really attractive uh, to the news, but the yeah, news yeah. doesn't ever want to tell you they got something wrong, mm. uh, like COVID. And so they will continue <laughs> to lie about it boom. for no boom. They will continue <laughs> to lie about it for, uh, for years and years to cover their asses. This is the same kind of, uh, of thing. But again, I don't know the story. They may have gotten it, uh, gotten it right. And it just runs a parallel yeah. course, but, but usually, especially, uh, discovery time Warner, they're not going to invest in a, no. in a series unless they deeply believe in it being right. Hey y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause, hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried hormone harmony. She was amazed at how much hormone harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, 
poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash R-L-R-C and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash R-L-R-C. Very good. Very good. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Oh, wow. Tiffany. She's a announced. bad girl. She's a bad girl. Mile high crimes. Let me tell you all about this one. You're not going to believe this. A Michigan woman who was late for her flight was arrested at the Miami International Airport after she reportedly refused to get off the plane. She improperly boarded. Skylar Pollard, 29, was arrested on disorderly conduct and violating designated operational area of an airport charges. Who knew that was even a charge? Probably when they say the door's been closed, can't. Yeah, Woody Everton, you're getting close. Pollard was late for the flight, and boarding had already ended when she arrived, despite boarding having ended. Pollard ignored boarding security protocols and got on the plane. Damn it, I'm getting on my phone. Yeah, I mean, the plane's still there, right? So an airline employee asked her to get off. She refused. So what employees do? They call the cops. She still refused to leave the plane when the police showed up and was given a trespassing warning. The entire plane reportedly had to deplane. Pollard was arrested. The incident caused some airport operations to be delayed as well during all the chaos. So, you know, I'm a little bit torn on this one. The plane was still there. She managed to board. What do you guys think? Was the airline being a little jerky to this lady? This has actually happened to me when I used to travel every freaking day. Uh, But I, I would have them call ahead and say, hey, he's coming 
hold the plane, and, and they would do it. But, but there's a reasonable amount of time, and and I was getting off one of their planes, who fucked it up and delayed everything anyway. But this chick, if she was just late because she was late. Yeah, but I mean, she's on there. I mean, yeah, at some means, point, she made that, it on there. Yeah, but that means she ran down the walkway and jumped on them right before, before they shut the door. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so if, if I'm on the plane, I'm pissed off because look, one of my pet peeves is being late. If I'm late, you better call somebody because I'm not coming or something happened. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna make everybody. I'm gonna be 15 minutes early. Rather than late. Yeah, I'm the same way. And, uh, what about you, Mike? What do you think? Look, there are some times where the obvious thing to do is to bend the rules to accommodate a customer. I had one once where I was connecting. I had to connect uh, from L.A. to Detroit to then go to Montreal for uh, a Christmas party for uh, uh, one of the divisions of of Triton at the time. And there weren't that many flights between Detroit and Montreal. Our flight from L.A. got in late. We had a, a tight window to make the uh, to make the connection. We get to the gate. We still have like I mean minutes, three, mm-hmm. four, five minutes. But the door is shut. Okay, the boarding door is shut. But we can see right. the plane right there, yeah. and there are no other pl- there are no other flights out. So we are going to miss the company Christmas party, right. um, and no one will be reasonable enough to well. They're booked onto the flight. Their flight came in late. Right. The plane's right there. Right. Let's let these two guys on. I mean, I couldn't believe that they. Yeah. Uh, and it would have been a moment where we could have easily but, lost it, gotten uh, gotten yeah. arrested for doing something right. crazy because I got that it, pissed off it, about it. it. Made no sense. And I get it, but my, you know, when you're talking about it, <clears throat> and Jim was talking about, it, I'm thinking at some point they've got to stop. I mean, the airlines have to say, okay. The clock has just ticked its last second, and otherwise, motherfuckers will be yeah you know, fifteen minutes late, twenty minutes late, thirty minutes late. But usually, in my experience, though, like you're coming in late from Los Angeles, you can say, "Hey, we got to connect the flight." You know, call ahead if it was the same airline. Except you're not you're getting on Air Canada when you fly oh, yeah, in yeah, on yeah, either yeah. Delta right, or right. American. So I can't remember. Airplanes. So, yeah. uh, so they don't airlines. they don't give a crap about the fact that you. Uh, that you did that. They want to trap you in that, that Air Canada direct flight between LA and Montreal. There was no other way to get there direct. And they would charge you like $3,500 if you bought it a month in advance and you were sitting in, you know, row 30. It was ridiculous. All right. So So, let's go back to Texas. Wait, I gotta, I gotta Uh, do my thing. Do your thing, Jim. So that's your mile high. You can now take off that belt. And move freely around the cabin. It's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Yes, kinky crime. Kind of time. I'm gonna take <laughs> you back to Texas for some kinky crimes for this Thursday. Check this one out, y'all. A 30 year old man is behind bars after Huntsville police. You know. You know what else is in Huntsville? Yeah, the uh, uh, NASA's NASA's got a setup. The execution, a prison, the execution chamber. Doesn't JPL also have a big office there? I don't know about that. Big aerospace in Huntsville. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, this guy, a thirty-year-old man, is behind bars in Huntsville after police said. Okay. 
WBH. Well, that's Huntsville, Alabama. WBHP. You're talking about. Oh, you're a Huntsville Tech. He's yeah, in Huntsville, Huntsville oh, Texas. Well, shout out to Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> WBHP. Good client for years. So we're going to the other Huntsville, and this was in Texas where they where they legally kill people. But this guy, thirty year old man, is behind bars after Huntsville police said three women, all in their early twenties, had their undergarments stolen from their unlocked apartments. Brandon George is charged with two counts of burglary after police say he broke into three different apartment units over the last five months and stole the tenant's underwear, mm. in addition to other small personal belongings. The crack in the, no pun intended, the, crack, in the, the crack in the case is being credited to good police work and sharp witnesses. George had been seen lurking around the apartment buildings. He was always just kind of around the area and stuck out to some of the people down there, Lieutenant Wade Roberts said. Once we started asking a few questions and putting the pieces together, it led straight to him. Police initially arrested George last week and when he was charged with one count of burglary and he posted the bond and was released, but that didn't stop the investigation. When investigators searched his apartment, they found several more pairs of panties. Some belonged to our victims that we had already spoken with, and there were others that haven't been accounted for. George got arrested again on June 1st and charged with a second count of burglary. He's now back in jail. Mm. Police are re- relieved his behavior didn't escalate, but are still looking for more potential victims. Well, Lots some of, of them panties. are not going to report their panties stolen because it, a, either they don't know, or two, I'm just saying, B. A, a or two? A, a, B. <laughs> B, they they don't want to report a, a, they feel violated and report their shit stolen. Look, and there's a lot of people out there that are panty freaks. What do you ever do? I, I, I get it. And a lot of those lead to when the masturbation doesn't do it well yeah. enough anymore, then yeah. they start to like, rape them and then kill them. And yeah. it's progression. That's how that stuff starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peeping Did Tom. you say all of them had left their doors open? Mm-mm, he didn't no. break into. Oh, I thought no. I, I thought it in. said nope. Well, oh. stole their panties. Kinky crimes. Kinky crimes, I would, y'all. I wouldn't want those panties back, by the way. That's pretty kinky. No, no, no. I wouldn't want those back. <laughs> Keep those in evidence yeah, locker. Special stuff. stuff. No, uh, no I getting agree. those panties back. Is it banjo, banjo. Dumb criminals. Oh my God! And Jim has done it again. He has combined two of my favorite things: mm. prison escapes and dumb criminals. Well, I thought you said yes. awesome. So, double murderer Gene Travis, disguised as a bag of trash, mm. hid in a dumpster and survived two compactions in a garbage truck to escape from a maximum security section of the state prison, according to a report released Tuesday. That state prison is in the tiny little state of Rhode Island, where Arthur once said they recently had the whole thing carpeted. After being driven through the gates, Mr. Travis jumped from the truck, broke into a Cranston, Rhode Island home, and stole food and clothes. He then walked to Providence, where he was arrested about 12 hours after his escape. Woody's taking pictures now. But he's going to the groomer later. Why don't you wait until you go to the groomer? Let's do your story. He's going to get your story on there. Uh, the investigation found no evidence of collusion on the part of correctional staff or any person in accompanying the escape. 
Anthony Venagro, manager of Liberty Disposal, which is the company that owns the truck in which Mr. Travis said he escaped, questioned the report's findings. Anyone caught inside a truck while it compacts trash would be crushed, he said. In my opinion, if you ain't Harry Houdini, you wouldn't get out of there, Mr. Venagro <laughs> said. I don't, think he, I don't think he could get out of the way. It's impossible. It's all steel inside. It's slimy. It's dark. And I just can't see it happening. <sighs> Mr. Travis, a Freetown native, murdered two women on successive days just over a month after he was released from a Massachusetts prison way back in 1985. He's the first inmate in Rhode Island history sentenced to life without parole and is considered among the most dangerous and violent inmates at the state prison. Well, it's probably only four, right? His escape escape raised questions about prison security, and the report included 11 changes that already have been made or will be made in order to tighten security. Corrections Director George Voss declined to comment on the findings, but among the changes made are that vehicles no longer are permitted inside the maximum security area while inmates are in the yard, except in emergency situations. Dumpsters are now locked at all times and only opened by guards. Uh, Mr. Travis' prison job was placing garbage into, into dumpsters at the maximum security yard at about 9.30 a.m. on the 29th of April. While in the yard for morning recreation, he climbed into one of the four dumpsters in the row and put garbage bags over his prison uniform. Underneath the uniform was a gray sweatsuit he planned to wear once he was on the street. Mr. Travis told investigators he noticed the dumpsters were shielded from guard towers. He timed his foray into the dumpster by waiting for the sound of the garbage truck entering the prison. He jumped into the trash container as the garbage truck was checked by guards as it entered the prison. When the dumpster Mr. Travis was in emptied, he tumbled into the truck with about 1,500 pounds of trash. A second dumpster was emptied on top of him, and the driver compressed the load, then emptied the two more dumpsters, according to the report. The truck was searched by guards before leaving the maximum security prison and made several stops elsewhere on prison grounds, emptied another dumpster, and compressed the load yet again. Travis stated that this compression was painful and nearly caused him to lose consciousness. However, the other bags inside the truck produced a cushioned effect, which prevented him from being crushed. The report Mm. noted that because no glass, steel or wooden material is placed in dumpsters at the prison, Mr. Travis was not impaled. Mr. Mr. Vinagro dismissed the possibility of Mr. Travis was protected by garbage. Quote, anything that goes in that truck, if it's not solid, it's flat when it comes out. So this guy's just not believing his story. Mr. Travis rode the truck out of the Cranston prison and climbed out when it stopped along Pontiac Avenue. He removed his inmate uniform and hid it, then broke into a home. Mr. Travis walked to Providence and a patrol woman searching the area with her police dog arrested him without incident as he walked along the street. Oh my God, all of that to get arrested right right after and three compactions and And, and the guy that owned that garbage truck is like, that's bullshit. But it's so funny how how defensive this is. Anthony Venagro Who could could have got out of that? Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo because if they had (laughs) R2-D2, he'd have you remember that? Yeah. That's that's, a slime monster. They they were being compacted, weren't they? The walls were... uh, That's right. They were being crushed. They stole what? They stole what? We hadn't done this one in a minute. We hadn't done this one in a minute. So we got a good one one for you today. How about a condom machine? (laughs) How about a condom machine? Why not? I was like 12 years old on... It's like a church trip or something on, on uh, to Texas. They had a Stuckies, and I had a couple quarters in my pocket. 
And I went into the bathroom, and I had the first condom machine I ever saw. And I bought that condom. Come on. And it probably rode my wallet, my little Velcro wallet. Made the little ring. You, could, you couldn't get any pecans yeah. because you spent. You couldn't get any pecans because you spent all the, well, you spent all the money on the condoms. Yeah. A German yeah. man. We're going all the way to Germany for this one. Nang. No. <laughs> a German man has lost his life after he tried to steal a condom machine by exploding it with a handmade bomb. Hey, he he, should. he wow. could have been a dumb criminal. Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. The 29-year-old man, with the help of two other men, attached the bomb to the vending machine, which was located on a quiet road. Seemed like a good idea, I'm sure. But wouldn't the bombs cost more than the condoms you're going to get? I mean, that's... I don't think he was after the condoms. What was that? I don't know. Maybe they used a lot. The money? He probably wanted the money. Maybe they use a lot of condoms in Germany. <laughs> Maybe. It was like the ATM story. <laughs> so anyway, not, for those ATM, of you that want to hear my story. Go, Jim, go, Jim. And then uh, he went in to hide. He went to the car to hide, right? Uh, it was about to explode. However, the victim did not manage to close his car door by the time the bomb went off and was hit by a piece <laughs> of steel as the bomb exploded. His accomplices took him to the hospital. However, the man died as a result of the injury. The men initially told the hospital staff the victim had lost consciousness after falling down some stairs. However, later, one of them confessed to police that the man had been seriously injured after they tried to explode a condom machine. (laughs) The police confirmed there's no money or condoms that were stolen. So the two men (laughs) were released after the arrest. That's crazy. That's Nothing, it. And they were released. And they stole condom. What? Yeah, they stole. They tried to steal some condoms. They stole what? You think they what? overdid it a little yeah, bit on the uh, whatever the Look, explosive was that they used? No doubt about yeah, it. That's a good one. Look, before we get out of here, today, this morning, dropping on Bloody Angola yes. was yes. Becoming the Warden. It's probably the biggest docu-series, if you will, that me and Woody Overton have ever done. Ever done. It's on the history of Burl Burl Kane. The legend. The The legend, the the notorious warden. Not a myth. What a great warden name, too. He was actually my my boss at one one point in time. And uh, uh, the longest serving warden. In the state of Louisiana. And is now over over the right. And now doing it for... um, He's over the entire Mississippi Department of Corrections. That's right. So uh, we're going to talk all about him in a three-part docuseries that will be starting today. So as soon as you listen to this, go listen to that. Go tune in in, listen to it. And uh, y'all join the Real Life Real Crime community app. We're all Real Life Real Crime daily in my original Real Life Real Crime episodes. And we even do the advertisements for Bloody Angola. It's all in one place. I appreciate and love each and every one of y'all. Any final thoughts, Mike? Agu. Well, y'all can Agu. go and uh, and check out Rosetta Stone and yes. uh, and uh, pick any one of the forty languages, and maybe you'll be able to help uh, uh, us pronounce some of these names right. that we effed right. up on this episode because <laughs> <laughs> we butchered hey, a bunch of we, we stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jim was perfect this when episode. You, when you join Rosetta. Uh, Rosetta Stone, you use our code and it, it's fire. You, it's like, actually like, it's actually uh, today is the is oh, the that's slash right. today. today. Right. RosettaStone.com. But send today. us a video of you using it. I'd like to see it. We'll post it on social media. Yeah, We'd somebody somebody take uh, Italian so we can converse. Somebody take German. 
Nein. So you can teach Jim a second word. Guten Tag. Exactly. Guten Tag. Gesundheit. Bless you. Bless you. Danke schön. You know, I do know a little bit. Look, Mike, you'll be impressed. When I was in elementary school, I actually took Italian. And I can still sing an entire song in Italian. I won't do that for you That'd be a great close to the episode, I think. I failed French. Not Cajun French. I'm shocked. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everson. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Ship business. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.